When's the after this glass? When's the next time? When's when's the next time? Um, it depends. I mean, Anthony Beauvillier, if uh, if he feels that that Long Island is horny enough for him to to stick around, I think that might be worth celebrating. Well, I think that he alluded to it in his uh, his little wrap up Instagram post. Uh, earlier today that I noticed a lot of the guys have been doing. Um, let's see. I'll just I'll just read the caption. Thanks, everyone, for the support all season long. It was definitely a special one. Can't wait to see everyone at our new home, UBS Arena. So, well, so what that means is legally he has to play for free. <laughs> um, That's in the CBA. So, and, and that maybe, would help. Maybe that would help the cap situation. If he played for free? Yes. I mean, the Islanders are a registered nonprofit, right? Aren't they a 501c3, I think? Uh, does that mean... No, because I get paid by them. Does that... I mean... What? He gets paid by them. I said he gets paid by them. So I don't know yeah. if that... I mean, okay, let, let, to, to bring it back home, because, you know, again, this is Through the Island Podcast. This is this is the, the host, Desmond. Well, no, actually, I'm going gonna... uh, This is where we have a guest host on this episode. The guest host is uh, okay. Is, is Mike. I think what what Mike. I'm going to do right now is I'm going to show you what my phone says. Let's see, in the Zoom mm-hmm. chat. Can you read that? Uh, no, that's referring to the Zoom. That that that's that's a Zoom feature. It says because so part of part of it says host me, and then no, nothing next not, to your I'm name. The host of the session. Nothing next to that's your not, name. That's not. So you just said I'm the host. You just said take it out. No. Dot dot dot. You're the host. <laughs> dot dot dot. And that's in quotations, uh, by the way. If you want to go to court? If you want to go to court, because because look the. Desmond, have, uh, I just watched the firm last night. I'm on a I'm on a Grisham kick. I will go to court. I don't care. I just watched the Rainmaker the other wow. day. See you in court. That, I guess I guess we have our summer content. Um, summer court. <laughs> uh, you said this is through the Island podcast. I'm your host, Mike Monaco. Um, and um, no, no, no. I'm I'm the host, Desmond. And that's the co-host. This is not Stolen Valor, all right? So I turned my air conditioning off for this episode. So right. let's... Well, because of the noise situation. I'm right I'm, I'm right next to it. Even if I was a little bit across from the room, I think you'd still hear this. So I'm suffering right now. Because so, of uh, the Islanders well, saying their goodbyes? Let's get right into it. Uh, what I want to do this episode is... Uh, I want, and I'm 
I just want to say I'm so glad that we didn't do this right after Game 7. <laughs> I really am, because I, I, we'll get into it, um, but what I want to do this episode, because this isn't the last episode of the, of the, like, of the season, we're going to do off-season stuff, um, and uh, as I was telling you before, I don't want to get too into free agency, uh, expansion draft stuff in depth, um, we're going to get into it because we're going to be answering questions. Um, but what I want to do is each of us say a little something about uh, end of the playoffs, maybe favorite moment, maybe, maybe favorite p- playoff moment, and then and then we're going to answer a bunch of questions, and then, uh, and then next episode we'll get into free agency, expansion drafts, etc. and so forth. Things will, um, things will, things will be happening all summer long. Um, uh, yeah. But how about you go first? How uh to to put a bow on this on this run uh to put bones you your game seven because you did you did a podcast post game six that's right i as the as the host had to carry you know because you know some people that the playoffs are a grind it's a long season some people can't make it i I did i made it every i made it every but some people can't and that's that's you know that's fine though you know it's good that's you know role players are role players and leaders are leaders you know um so, so yeah, um, I would say, you know, what you, you, you want, you want an overall feeling and then specifics, the overall feeling. Yeah. Give is, me overall, give me after game seven and then give me a, give me favorite moment of the run. This is to me, this is a capital W it, it was a, it was a big W season totally. both in the wins and, and another W word, which is window. Um, to me, I feel that like, you know, you always talk about windows. I feel like the Islanders have enough proof of concept and, and quality already there that I think now you're in a discussion about windows and before, I don't think we've seen one, uh, before this run. I don't think the Islanders had an earnest window feeling. Um, and I'll, I'll get into some of that, that later, um. But, uh, you know, this team is, is so close and it, it obviously sucks. I mean, I, part of why we did the episode last week and made sure we wanted to do it. I wanted to do it was that I wanted to have some stamp of that feeling after game six. Like that was such an amazing feeling that I think to me, it's like best feelings it's hard to say because I, I like I'm gonna think about where I was for almost each of these like wins. Like the, it, there was just such a nice this aligning with things being reopened a bit, you know, and getting to socialize with people. Mm-hmm. It's been really, it's been really nice to have shared human emotional experience, like uh, like public human experience again. You know what I mean? Um, you 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 were at a game this run. You're okay. you're at two games or one game? Yes, I was at two. There was the clincher against the Penguins, where the Islanders won. By the way, uh, shout out to Pens Insider. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed watching. Uh, you know all the Islander runs, like you said, you were looking forward to. Which, by the way, they lost the round. You were looking forward to the one against the. They lost that one. So Pens Insider, if someone could, you know, send them maybe clip this and, and just let them know, um, remind them how that played out. Clip it. Um, but to me, to me, yeah, I, I, 
And you're at the you're at game four of the lightning game series. Game four. Well, yeah, that was the Bone Juice uh, OG slash two point oh um, you launch. Know, launch. That was the party. that was the launch party, right? Featuring game uh, game four right against <laughs> against the the So you know, for game four, you have the the Pulak block. And I wasn't at Game Six, uh, but as I mentioned last episode, which you were not, uh, Beal, um, you know, the, the Game Six Mafia, Beal and Jenna came through, um, and and uh, we we went ham. I like, but uh, for the people that were at like Game Six with the, the the goal, the comeback, the goals, like all the goals were were nuts. I'll get into my friend the, Scott the Mayfield when I hand. talk. Uh, a, a second goal happened, and then well, yeah, and that's then, true. It did. Know, You're completely Beauvillier, correct. Uh, then Beauvillier, uh, you know, really bone. He boned it. He bo- like is that not that was the most bone juice style goal ever. He got he he's he's around. He, he's he's up on you. You bobble the puck. He gets it on his stick, and he's just you know Split he's second. He's going to action. He's working that stick. He's working yeah. that stick immediately. He's not even thinking. Quick wrist, quick wrist, quick wrist, quick wrist. You know, an elation. He falls to his knees. You know, oh. clearly spasmed. It seemed like uh, a couple quarts may have came out, so to speak. Um, and uh, look, those you, you had those moments for the Coliseum, and you had the the joy and the excitement, the the anxiety, and yeah. like I thought about my whole life as uh, as being an Islander fan in the lead up to that game seven. Like no joke. I like got emotional thinking about uh, my dogs that I grew up with. One of which was a corgi. Shout out to the the, the, the prediction corgi. Also, um, fuck you to the prediction corgi getting my hopes up. No, it didn't. You know. Um, anyway, but no, it, it was that that was like getting to have that and getting to realize all that was made possible by this run that made legends of so many, like players to the fan base and yeah. i've made a lot of people find out who are the people on the islanders you know like it's not just barry trotz you had to find out about like okay you had to find out about how good uh anthony Bovillier, brock nelson and josh bailey are yep. in that first round and Ilya sorokin you know yep. and like Ilya sorokin is a goalie of the future or goalie of the next year future um you know yeah then you know against the bruins Fucking JG Pajot and 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 Adam Pellick, like, just, and then and Matt Barzell, and Matt Barzell, yeah, Matt Barzell for sure. And then, um, although he's one of the guys you know people know. And then in the in the Lightning series, I feel like it would be the fourth line, and you Pulluck, know Pollock because uh, of the Pulluck block, and yeah, Pollock because of the block, um. And Scott Mayfield, honest to God, I mean, for what it's worth, for for what it's worth, uh, uh, fans of another team were booing Scott Mayfield in their in their arena because of something that he did that was good for the Islanders. So, Multiple things that, like, only happens to like thirty. Like if, if you're a guy that scores thirty plus goals and plays yeah. for a team, or or you're a minority, players. sometimes that that'll happen yeah. too because of the, the racism, right? Situation, right. Well, you know, that, that transitions to you, Mike White guy. Uh, you know, what were your thoughts? You know, we, we, we need to know what, what you're thinking. Okay, so... Not about the race situation, about the, the season right. playoffs. Right. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna start at game seven and say that it was it was just such a frustrating game and I I don't know what your post game seven world was like but I was vacationing with my fiance and uh, I kind of nice. I left her to like she went to sleep like during the second period and I watched the game and. Uh, Let's let's just say next thing next thing that I knew after after the game kind of I I kind of just went black, and mm-hmm. um, next thing I knew it was like three o'clock in the morning and she was like what what are you still doing up and I was kind of just sitting and staring. Um, I had on I had I, I like put on the Sopranos because I needed to feel something. Uh, I felt I I really just felt so deflated, and uh, it's one of those ones where. I know this the the season was such a success and this run was unbelievable, but I needed I needed a couple days to to just like let that sink in and like I I, I, I feel so bitter towards this lightning core because of not only that game seven, but who they played last year in the cup final, who they're playing this year in the cup final. It is a situation where you could easily talk yourself into the Islanders are going for their second Stanley Cup in a row, which is insane. Um, but they aren't. But they took an important step. Um, this this Lightning team, this Lightning core, isn't going to be together forever. Um, they are theoretically going to be dismantled next season. So that's one positive in my brain about a, another hypothetical Islanders lightning kind of crossroad and in, in a potential next year playoff. You have to get there, of course. But um, overall, the run was unbelievable. Um, I, 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 and it, it tr- I truly never had a doubt that they were going to win that Pittsburgh series, that they were going to win that Boston series. I really thought they were going to win this Tampa series, especially after game six. Yeah. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna win and, and 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 if they did and when i knew the canadians were on the other side i legitimately thought i wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders sweep the canadians that's that was legitimately my thought um but why are you doing this to me mike i know Ugh. i know I was, I was the positive one and well I'll... listen that's that's not to say that this isn't positive because it's it's that's reality of what could have happened this year I'm not saying they're not going to get back there because I, I I truly believe that they've got the wheels to get back there and they do have this window. Um, so favorite moment, it's it, it, in a weird way. It's it's got to be something from that Lightning series, and it's probably it's probably the Pollock block. The Bovillier goal was unbelievable too, but but the thing that sticks out in my head. Um, like the definitive like, let's fucking go moment is the Casey Sezika's overtime, overtime winner. The uh, one that got me featured on the Queens meetup. The, yeah, the Queens meet-up yeah, you were zooming, you were zooming around. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that today. It's funny you you brought that up. It's funny that you that you mentioned both those because I was like, I'm not sure if I said a favorite thing, and then I thought about. Again, like so many peak moments, the Pulak block being there live for it was nuts. I, I, that was like an unbelievable. It, it's, uh, it's truly like the I've never I've never seen a game end with, you know, you see a game end with everyone hugging the goalie or you know 
Never have I seen a game end with everyone hugging a defenseman in the corner. I felt I felt a real meatball slide down my leg. You know, <laughs> <over> that one. <laughs> but but okay, so uh, I just want to say that uh, while I feel I feel this hatred and this bitterness towards this Lightning Corps, um, they're obviously an unbelievable team, and like I said, they're they're it's it's they're going to be dismantled uh there's other teams that the Islanders are going to have to go through that are going to kind of you know the who knows who knows every year there's a surprise one two there's teams that are on the verge of breaking through three there are the the mainstays that could always you know make a tweak or two and then all of a sudden go on a run but i just think that like the islanders it's it it is it's it's hard to get to three conference finals in a row, but I just there's something about this team and this core and this group that like I, I think they want to stay together. I think they want to I I, I I just think that they play the right type of hockey, especially in the playoffs. To like they get in, I don't care where they're seated. It's it's like they're they're gonna be. At, don't let at, the Islanders get hot. Don't let the Islanders get hot. It's true. It's true, and yeah, I know they petered off towards the end of uh, the last two regular seasons, but it's it's you know it's a grinding style they play, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know uh, where they land in an eighty-two game season, but I I don't think that it's a like it's a situation where they kind of peter off towards this like forty-five game mark, something like that. Um, but that's you know a little more than halfway through a season of course you go through these peaks and valleys it's insane to think that uh that in either of those seasons that the islanders wouldn't have picked it back up at some point and gotten right back on track i don't know it's it's uh i'm I'm rambling a little bit right now but um i feel very hopeful and uh i think this group is going to break through and I, i i think they're going to win a stanley cup um, I, th- I think they can too. I think, you know, to your point about the reverence about the, the lightning, I think there are things to learn about the lightning. Like, like it, uh, after a certain amount of times, you have to take some cues from the, the, the thing that keeps beating you. It's true that they, and, and it's, it's true that they went through heartbreak. So many teams go through heartbreak. There, there's a couple of, there's a couple of examples of teams that don't, I'm thinking about like the LA Kings specifically. Those teams, they didn't really, you know, they get to that. They first worked cup. and then they didn't work. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And and they did, they did have heartbreak in a sense. They lost that Western Conference final. Um, or am I thinking? I I, for, I forgot. It the the year in between. I think yeah, they lost that Western Conference final to I the Blackhawks. So. I think so. So you know, obviously, it's not as much heartbreak considering you won the cup last year. You got back to the Western Conference final. Damn, that but was still, some good hockey. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, and, and and I wonder if the Islanders and Lightning are starting to develop, can can kind of develop that type of rivalry. I'll, I'll tell you something right now, Desmond. I hate the Lightning more than I hate the fucking Rangers. I hate I, 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 that core of players. Absolutely. Do I have to deal with more idiot Ranger fans on a day to day basis? Yes, absolutely. So I and and you know I was just having a conversation with Tom Williams. He's a he's a big Rangers fan. Uh, he manages he manages our band. Uh, one of one of my great friends. He's he's a great hockey mind. But he's a um, Ranger fan. He is. 
He is. Can you can you trust him? I can trust him. Mm. Uh, and he he is actually Ranger fans. Just saying. Since he is, he since it. he's since he's moved since he's moved from New York, he's actually lightened up on kind of like the the Islander hatred and was talking kind of about how likable this group of Islanders is. And then, you know, he talked, and then, and then he basically, me and him were talking about, uh, uh, shared, shared words about how the, each of our fan base is going to be frustrating, um, for a multitude of different reasons. Surrounded by idiots, I think was the, was, was the phrase, the phrase I used. But, uh, so, and I, I feel that way about like, I really do feel like I, I hate this lightning core this lightning team way more than I hate like this current iteration of the Rangers. You know what I mean? Like, what do, what do I care about them? They're they've they've done nothing to me except like what a couple of uh, a couple of regular season games. The, they're never gonna come. To, the 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 tier of my, that, that uh, my hatred of the Rangers um, and their fans exist on fans. Is, sure, absolutely. It's, it's frustrating to even have a conversation with ninety percent. Of them, and I imagine for a ten percent of Rangers fans, ninety percent having a conversation with ninety percent of Islanders fans is probably frustrating in a in a similar sense. No, I think I think they're all beasts. I think they're all beasts without reason. Um, (laughs) So you really shouldn't talk to them. I (laughs) you got it. Well, either way, I hate this Lightning Corps way more than I hate the Rangers. I think I hate the Maple Leafs more than I hate the Rangers, too. Um, but what I'm saying is uh, there's a rivalry there. I think those players don't like each other. I can't imagine how you could like Nikita Kucherov playing on the the opposite side of the ice as him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he reminds me of so many good players that I've played against, just unbelievable players who I fucking hated. For not only, not only like, a they're so good... But it just like what a just like the the worst not worst but one of the worst types of scumbags. So 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 smart in the way that he the, is a scumbag. The thing the thing about the the lightning that that I think the like that the Islanders need to. It's funny that, that you, we've mentioned the lightning and the Rangers here, and I think the, the, those are like the Islanders should try to learn some things from the the. Um, Lightning, because you've lost to them a couple times, and they need to learn learn some things about what the Rangers missed or how how that mm-hmm. kind of came came undone. That core that came close around the twenty period, like that 2012-2015 period. I think that style of Ranger team is fairly similar to this Islander squad. And I think I think there's there, there's like a there's some lesson that the Islanders need to learn about those two stories. You know what I mean? Here's and here's what I and and I I couldn't agree more. There's so many similarities, but here's why I feel a lot better about this Islanders team because I like them. One, I like them. I think they're I think they're cooler, better. The jerseys are nicer. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Um, the Rangers didn't have a player with as much talent as Matt Barzell. That's uh, the, a skater. A skater. Oh, oh, that, oh, that Rangers team. Okay, that Rangers team. I was, I'm thinking this Rangers team, and I was, yeah, okay. 
Um, and I, I, I just think he's getting better and better and better. Playmaker specifically, but still, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, I know they had a good defense, and I, I, I you know, but whatever. I, that Pelic-Pulak pair, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the Rangers had a better pair than the Pelic-Pulak pair. And, and I, I also don't think that the Islanders have a weak spot on D. And obviously, the most most important. Why I I legitimately like um, um, Tortorella. Uh, he's not he's not Barry Trotz. They don't have a they don't they don't have they don't have a Barry Trotz. But but yeah, I I guess the the thing specific to that Rangers team that I think the Islanders need to be aware of is is be aware of matching. Like being uh, being willing to change up your your style, core, oh your core, style core, 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 like do, doing tweaks to your core and your roster um, to evolve. Because it I mean, like hey, it felt like those Rangers teams grinded themselves into nothing. Tortorella yeah. into into Vino, like that was a hard. That's a hard. Those are two high intensity coaches, and maybe the lack of turnover. Hopeful. Lack of turnover behind the Islanders bench for a long time is another difference. But I think those Rangers players were mentally and and physically pretty grinded to dust by by playing such a block 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 uh, corner 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 like style of, of hockey all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I I agree. They're they're especially in the regular season. There, I, I think that they could. There, there would be some good from, um, you know, not changing the style, but kind of, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, there's something there. I know, I know what you're talking about. You can't, you can't wear them down before the playoffs. But once they get in, I think that's the style they have to play. Well, the thing is that this is in, interconnected with the thing about the lightning that that has, you yeah, know, two, two tiers to it, which is. The Lightning, they have their finishers. You can say that the Islanders do in two guys that weren't playing in Game Seven, Anders Lee and, and Oliver Wallstrom. Which, like, I think, I think injecting them is big. But I think in terms of like, okay, we're talking windows. Obviously, you want to try to win next year, but you also don't want to make stupid trades that mortgage everything. Like, I don't think, I don't know, I, I, I don't think it's time to be rash, especially. When you consider the way the Islanders' contracts are staggered this season yeah. and next and the following, like there's a lot of money that that needs to happen uh, for the Islanders' best players soon. Um, but I but I I think that the Islanders need to, you know, it, if if they can find if if like decide whether those are finishers you believe in, I think they probably want to bring in one more guy with. You know, scoring touch. Uh, that's why I was like, "Damn, Victor Arvidsson going to the Kings. That's a good pickup. He's a pretty solid, you know. He's been uh, he, he, he is winger. He is good. He was really good, and then he got hurt and a couple of years ago, and hasn't been quite himself. But I know what you're saying. My my, my point is even with with Lee and and Wallstrom in this lineup, because I think Jordan Eberle probably is going to need to go either via expansion draft or if they don't trading him to a team that needs a uh, a winger 
I mean, I get what you're saying, but also you, but you were saying that the, that the the Islanders need a winger too. Well, and the thing is, though, I I, th- I just think Jordan Eberle, and this is part of this will get into a little bit of what comes next. You mean more cost control? With Jordan Eberle, they they need to become more cost controlled. I, and I think Jordan Eberle just does not. Of, of all people, Larry Brooks actually had a pretty, you know, you know his Islanders debrief. Kind of talked about something that I think I'm, I might have mentioned last episode. So, which if if so, then Larry Brooks owes me some money. Um, that that Jordan Eberle, you wouldn't be a, as bothered by Leo Komarov on the first line if Jordan Eberle was Jordan Eberle at any moment other than the. That gorgeous backhand. Yeah. Um, you know, that, I, I think he's not helping you now. And I think overall, if you need to bring Wall, if you need more minutes for Wallstrom, um, and, you know, if it's between Eberle or Bailey, I own a Bailey jersey. So, you know, you can't, that's basically a no move clause, like, you know, ironclad. Um, but also, he serves, he does more than Eberle does. Yeah. He is more, he's more engaged than Eberle is. He's more productive. He, I mean, he literally gets you more points as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I still think with Lee and, and Wallstrom, I still think there's another winger that you're going to... Another winger, maybe two, that you're going to want with Pajot. I mean, uh, but th- this all gets to the second thing about the Lightning that I think the Islanders... Uh, or Islanders, whatever, you know what I'm saying. With the Lightning, their, their drafting was very deliberate and well done like despite being successful enough to not always have a lottery pick mm-hmm. um they've drafted well and not just in the first round in the depth rounds you yeah know, they've been able to get guys and the islanders because this is one of the things that really stings about the you know this is what matt barzell um got very uh you know um the cure disintegration uh about um was guys like uh andy green um, and he said, you mentioned Josh Bailey, but I think he didn't mean it, you know, um, <laughs> you know, seeing the older guys in the locker room, um, and how, how, how torn up they are, I think. And, and, and Trot's talking about how the hard thing is that not everyone's going to be here next year. Yeah. Like, I think that's unfortunately natural. I mean, the, the, the lightning had a, you know, uh, how many um they had a cup final appearance and then an eastern conference final appearance in 15 16 how many of those guys are not were vital parts uh then that are not on this team and that was able to happen or guys that were on entry-level contracts then that now serve larger roles uh-huh. um the uh-huh. islanders need to do that because look i love the fourth line and we'll get into this from some of the questions, but I, I love the fourth line. But um, how much how much money can you give that, and how much like, I, especially when Matt Barzell's due for a contract in only two more two more seasons, does he need a new contract? And obviously, you want to try to win the cup before then, and I get that, and you should shoot for that. But you also, how much money can you give Casey Sezikis? You know, you're already paying for Brock Nelson for how many more years and JGP for how many more years at their pretty early in their deals. Like, how much can you give 
to that when when you need wingers because clearly you're not scoring enough. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a philosophical and a pragmatic. Like, I know you're not scoring enough, but also you're one one goal, two goals really away from the Stanley Cup final without Wallstrom and Lee in the lineup. Yeah. So. But, but, but but okay, put them. you don't need to you don't need to tear it down as much as you're saying. Let's let's get into these questions. I'm not saying tear it down. I'm just I'm just saying you have to you have to build. Uh, yeah, I, I should for say. that inevitability. Like, yes. Like, you know, because look, I you know, uh, Brock and Brock and Bailey are are both you know. I'm I'm not a Ryan Lambert who assumes that once a player is thirty, they're decrepit and incapable of having. I think Brock Nelson. You just saw the best Brock, like, the, and he's gotten better each year under Trotz. Yeah. So yes. To me, to me, you know, I, I think, I think Brock and Josh should probably still have at least another two years. Yeah. Uh, two or three, hopefully three, but at least two, I would say. Um, Same but, with JGP. Oh, I think you know, I think Joe has more. I think Pajot, because um, I, I think right now Pajot is like a extremely high end third line center. You know, like I, oh. I think, you know. As far as the Islanders and Lightning mirroring each other, I feel like Pajot and Gord are like Pajot and Yanni Gord are pretty similar types of players. Yeah, would you know love I mean? to. They, that's they that's the other thing. They have similar vibes. Would love to see that series play out without JGP's broken thumb. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 I and they were saying he had multiple injuries, but but yeah, you know. Um, that's the, the, the that's one of the thoughts that I have, and I I have some more specific thoughts that I think might be able to come out better in the uh, in the answers of the questions that we have. If you want to transition to that, yeah, let's let's get into these questions. Um, let's see, you sent me them. Let's, let's take a look. I can, I can yeah yeah. Ooh, and we and we just got we just got another question, so we'll All get right. to we'll get to. Okay. Let's see. And you, you put them all in here. Vamping, vamping. There's a lot of questions, actually. All right. Shout out, shout out to our uh, the, the the several and several of the uh, through and through nation for coming through on the questions. Um. You once mentioned Desmond. I think this was directed at you. You once mentioned using Everclear so much for the afterglow as pump up music, and that it reminded you of the team. Which seminal emo album moat accurately moat most accurately describes this year's Islanders? Uh, okay. Uh, the rest of the question, something about a record that I don't that I don't know. Let's 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 just answer this this part of the question. Um, okay. For me, it would be it would probably be uh, the movie life's forty uh, hour train to Penn. Um, it's Long Island, um, but it also has this like this fortitude, uh, this like fortitude, uh, yet very simple, um, just cohesion to it uh, that that. Um, I don't know. I think I think matches the Islanders. Okay, uh, I was told that if I want, I can do two thousands metalcore or deathcore record. Um, I don't really listen to a ton of either, especially those eras. But I have a great comparison, um, and that's uh, between the Buried Me's Alaska, because um, it is 
the record that they put out right before they put out the record that had them absolutely break through and become an incredible band. Uh, you saw hints of it on Alaska, and you're like, wow, they're really, uh, they're really writing towards something here. And then when the next record came out, which will be next season, when the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, that will be their colors. So this season was Alaska, next season will be colors. And it keeps getting better after colors in a weird way. Who knows, maybe a couple and, cups. And that, was, and that was a question from Damien uh, from Filthy Fucking Casuals. Shout out, if you're a wrestling fan, check out that, that podcast. Uh, uh, Doyle, you know, has, has, uh, he's, been a great, he's been a great call up, you know, when, 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 when the roster seems to be a little banged up because wow. some people, you know, just can't, you know, make it into the lineup, you know, and, and you know, some people, I, I think the beat writer wrote an article about like, is there a, contra- is there a co-host controversy? You know, and I'm not going to comment at this time, um, but you shout out to, to that podcast. And, uh, Let's move on to the next question. Um, oh, okay. Do you guys think having Lee would have made a difference? Uh, goes on to talk you about. Got, uh, he's got a big body, a few more goals. Maybe want to force OT. As John seven. Ruggiero, you, you, you're not. See, this is why I am the host. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay it back. Okay, John. Thanks for the question. Wow. Um, <laughs> Did you hear John? Did you hear how he talked to you, people? I can't believe it. Continue. Okay. Um, do I think having Lee would have made a difference? Yes, I do. Um, you know, I, 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 I think he may have made a difference. I still think, I, I always think, you know, I think almost anything, but especially in terms of hockey, thinking that maybe one thing exactly makes a difference because you influence a new variable. I, I think... I, oh, I, I think it skipped a bit there. So, so I think, I think Lee would have helped, but I think the thing about Lee is Lee's sameness with the Islanders game. On some levels, oh, he's the missing part. But I still think what would help the Islanders attack overall is this is where Wallstrom comes in, having a more diversified style of attack where you have some. I know, I know, like. Oh, perimeter play has this like negative connotation, but I think having perimeter threats is very key to being able to uh, have a better power play, which just solve so many things for the Islanders. Um, and I think getting scored shorthanded kind of is an unfortunate like little jab at that that weakness. Um, but I think even even strength, it would help to have a little bit more shooters. And also strategically, I think the Islanders uh, needing to be a little bit more aggressive in general. Because to me, that was the thing that, that I saw that like a main difference strategy-wise in Game 7 was the Lightning were willing to let their defensemen pinch to below the goal line. At one point, both of their defense... It was opposite. I know. They had both of their defensemen behind the Islanders' net. And, and uh, you know, I think... So I think Lee would make a difference, uh, you know, could make a difference. But I think, I think the Islanders need a more diversified attack. Um, I'm going to answer this really easily. Uh, if Anders Lee was in for Leo Komarov, let's just say, you know, he got healthy enough to be playing in that Lightning series, the Islanders would be up two games to none in the Stanley Cup final right now. All right, let's this go to the next I question. I said they needed to lie. They needed to get a doctor that was going to lie to Anders Lee 
and telling me it was okay, you know. Okay. Um, Alex Munro uh, asks, how important is it to keep my friend Casey Sezikis, and is it feasible? And he would like his question to be auto-tuned. How important to keep my friend Casey Sezikis, is it feasible? You could also probably use a filter over it in, in the editing. I won't, though. Okay. It's my turn. To, it's my turn to edit, and I'm doing the bare minimum. Um, nice. Well, no, Especially I have because we had all the freezes too. Well, that's that's part of the bare minimum. Um, if I was going to do nothing, I'd say nothing. I have to unfortunately do the bare minimum because of the freezes situation, um, which I write down the timestamps for. I'm very organized. Uh, how important is it is to keep? Is it to keep? Uh, my friend Casey Zegas. Um, for sentimental reasons, it probably feels more important than it actually is. In terms of it being feasible, I think that it's also more feasible than a lot of people think because I I kind of feel like we're gonna hit this trend of um, uh, a lot of older guys um, taking, uh, especially teams with with cores that they kind of want to hold on to. And, and I definitely think that the, the leadership, um, the, the Islanders, the, 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 the people who make the decisions think that he is a pretty integral part for a bunch of different reasons. I think we're going to see some long years contracts with, um, small AAVs. So, uh, I think that Sta- we're going to see. Staples said that, in, in, that, that some executive, um, you know, he was talking back and forth with, said that a like two and a half or six years thing could happen and, or, and or, or, or would be sensible or possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to get done. I, I think that they, it's, it's one of these situations where I, I really just think he likes the team so much and his friends are there and I don't know. And he doesn't want to, he probably doesn't want to move but, his but, stuff either. Think about how, how often he blocks shut. Like, I just think, dude, that th- there's a chance after what, whatever the hell happens next, he's, he is a guy that, because of how he plays, two and a half million, even two million, you know, three, even two years from now, maybe three, might be a thing where it's like, oh. Yeah. I said. Contract. Like, I, I was very careful when I worded. How important is it to keep Casey Sezikis? I said, probably not as important as a lot of people. It's it's more of a sentimental type, like, you wish you could keep him because you want to see him win. But, you know. And he does have a lot of functional value. He does have a lot of functional value on the penalty. Yeah. On the penalty kill. Um, Four check. I mean, how much he's like just, um, you know, on the penalty kill, pinning the puck against the boards. Yeah, I. Yeah, so I, I think we're kind of on the same page here. I think that it's gonna get done, um, and I'm gonna. I have oh, no. Cause I, 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 okay, I don't. Oh yeah, you don't think it's gonna get done? I think it's gonna get done. So, I think we're on the same page about. Uh, obviously, we'd love to see the team win with him. Um. Also, don't think that it is the most important thing, but also, I don't think either of us are going to be like super upset with it when it happens if it's reasonable in terms of the money. Um, 
like per year. So we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see who's right if it happens or if it doesn't. If it happens, I'm right, and you're wrong. Um, it's never happened. So, so, uh, so, this is my favorite question that we've gotten. Jordan Navarro, Jordan, um, gr- good friend, great guy. Uh, question for the pod. Are you only boycotting Pepsi Blue or all Pepsi products from now on? Personally, when I'm walking down the soda aisle at the grocery store, I won't even make eye contact with the Pepsi labels out of sheer principle. Uh, This is my answer. All Pepsi products are dead to me. After that absolutely abhorrent tweet. Uh, So so I have to... I, I have to... Um, I actually have to one-up you here. It's not just, as I specify, it's not just Pepsi products. You have to look under the, you have to look at the, the, uh, the fine print of every like beverage. Yeah. You have to make sure it's not made by PepsiCo because I was having the seltzer that I really liked recently. What brand? Uh, Bubbly. Bubbly. Oh, okay. I don't fuck with Bubbly. I, I was having some. And, and I look at the label, it says PepsiCo. And I was like, oh my goodness. And, and I felt so sick to my stomach. Um, I wanted to puke, um, you know? And uh, so it's not just Pepsi, it's PepsiCo. So, you know, whenever you, whenever you walk into an establishment, you're thirsty, you walk into an establishment, you say, you better not have any fucking PepsiCo here or something bad's going to happen to everyone. <laughs> and that's how you find out, you know, if it's, a, if it's you know, um, on the right side of history or not. Are you vegan or vegetarian? I'm vegan. What is more important to you? Uh, breaking vegan? Like, if you, if you, like, breaking vegan or drinking a, a Pepsi product again in your life. What what would disgust you more? Okay. Um, probably. Ooh, wow. Interestingly, the, the the exception that I'm trying to make for both kind fairly co you know, fairly aligned. It's hard to say because I feel like in circumstances where I cannot avoid. A Pepsi product and meat is probably a scenario where I am traveling internationally, maybe in the Philippines, and maybe it's an area that, like, the one store right. along the like the the um, like regional highway, all they have are those things, and I haven't eaten and drank in like twelve hours, and I'm gonna pass out. Like, so it's hard to say. I, I'm gonna say. Um, it's a, I kill myself. <laughs> All right. If I had to choose. Perfect answer, Desmond. We're on to the next question. Um, and it's a double question. Well, the second question is just a funny question. The first one's a real question. Uh, who asked it? Who asked it? At Run Brooklyn. Uh, 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 ah, Vinny, Brooklyn yes. Vinny. Yeah, uh, really nice guy. Um, one, what is your realistic dream non-lad expansion draft scenario? 
Um, so let's just answer that. I think I mean, uh, uh, they take Nick Letty. They take Nick Letty and um, and uh, the organization replaces from within. Does Sebastian Ajo shoot shoot the same as Nick Letty? He shoots left, but I mean, I, I think... Okay, so, so I would rather... Um, giving one of the second-round draft picks to take um, Thomas Hickey and, and Leo Kamara. One of the, those, preferably Leo. Um, Just buy him out. And, 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 well, like, you trade them those and, and with the understanding of, like, you, uh, on top of that are, see, I, I guess the Leo, like, you trade the second rounder to bribe them to take Leo, but I feel like that's an overpay. If you're giving a second rounder, it should be Leo and you take, um, I don't know. I, I, I cause to me, I think the Islanders need to get get big money off the books. So I, I, I guess the simplest thing, the simplest thing is is Jordan Eberle. But the reason I don't want to say Jordan Eberle is that as I and Nick Letty to me, he is Jordan Eberle. And Nick Letty, those are the two pieces, honestly, that do not work in this framework for the Islanders. Those are the two the two pieces that need to be replaced. Period. That's like end of discussion. They they don't fit. They don't fit when everyone's healthy. They don't valid like they their output does, is not validated um, by their contract, you know, amount or like their, their salary uh, space. Uh, I kind of disagree. I kind of, and I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather get. But I think they're good enough players that you can get something in in trade value for them. Whereas, like, if you can trade, if Seattle, you know, ends up taking Leo and Hickey's contracts off your books and that frees up uh like six million like okay cool you just how much does nick lenny make five and a half okay so in my dream scenario it makes much more sense they take like because this is a situation where you could see a team legitimately wanting to take nick letty if they protect scott mayfield over him they might be our best they might legitimately think that their best choice is taking someone like nick letty because he has value and I think that the Islanders can promote from within to replace him. Um, Not next so year. That, you don't think so? The, from, from what from what you know has been conveyed is that like Bulldog, short of the camp of his life, is not ready yet. And and I think that um, I think with defensemen you want to be extra careful. I mean, like Noah Noah Dobson, you know, his pedigree. They, I don't know. I, Noah Dobson, they've been very careful with, and he he has high marks. You know, Bulldog does not have that same pedigree, um, and I think it it lends itself to to more reps. I think and and more deliberate pace in in bringing him up because because of that lack of pedigree, you bring him up too early and he gets dominated. I think you worry about you know seriously damaging. Um, well, yeah, I, I I'm not even saying Bulldog though, because uh... I think he and this is this is the, where all this is is complicated for me because I think Nick Letty has to go, but don't you think that part of his value to Seattle is his trade value, 
later because he's on the last year of his contract. Oh, like as a deadline piece? Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is that I think Seattle isn't the only team that would have that same view of Nick Liddy. Maybe. That, and, and that, that um, I don't know. I, I just, I wonder if there are ways to, you know, through, like, because I'd love for them to go into next season without Leo. I don't without, think, I don't think Leo's going to be on the team next year. Without Leo, uh, Eberle, and Letty, I, I'd be fine with all of them. Um, I, I, I very much do not want to see Eberle go. Interesting. Yeah. I think that even if you try him on a third line with Peugeot, I think you got to keep him. And his contract's not that bad at all. But let we'll get that's that's a different discussion, kind of in a weird way. Um, when we get to expansion and, uh, and, and kind of that, uh, free agency slash kind of like roster turnover, this is kind of a a peek into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, so your realistic, your realistic dream is they take Hickey and Komarov. I don't think that's going to happen. Mine is they take Nick Letty. Through it. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I could see Letty. The thing about Letty is that I find, well, I think ultimately the Islanders may have to make some sort of trade to control Seattle's pick. You know what I mean? To dictate Seattle's well, that's, pick. Well, that's partly why I think, I, I think my dream scenario is them just picking Nick Letty, and you 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 lose no other. You're not sending a second round pick over to bribe them to do that and you can keep that and hold on to it for something else look yeah i, I mean we'll see we might not talk we might not do, talk until a post expansion episode so i'm just gonna say i think if the islanders don't dictate and this is why the islanders offseason can go in a lot of directions like in, in far as how it gets made over if you don't make a trade to dictate like if you make a trade to dictate it there's a way that th- this roster only loses like one or two, but I think if you don't if you don't dictate it, you run the risk of having to still make like three more moves afterwards to make mm. to make s- salary space for r- re-signing the RFA trio, um, Pelic, uh, uh, Bovillier, Sorokin. Um, you know. I think if you don't do that, like, um, there's a chance that, like, okay, what if they, they, they somehow maybe they decide they have enough defensemen or whatever, mm-hmm. they choose, um, they choose Cal Clutterbuck. So now do you even, do you even, what well, you know he's a UFA, so I guess they that would kind of be a Matt no, Martin. he's not a UFA. Or Matt Martin's Martin. not a UFA either. And he's yeah, a guy. He's a those, guy you could see. You could see them wanting to take in a weird way. It can go a lot of ways. Obviously, it's one of those things. There's a, is there a chance that Nick Letty and or Jordan Everlake, like I think one of those two guys has a chance at being a guy that is a top one or two line guy on Seattle mm-hmm. in the first year. And, and it's possible you lose one. Um, I think the Islanders, because here's the with Letty, I like I said, I want him gone anyway. I I've been of the mind that that you know, um, 
I'm sure we'll get into it. I, I, I just think there there are ways that the Islanders can like maybe sign a uh Ryan Murray type guy to 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 come in and he's a guy that you do with either Murray and Mayfield or Murray and Dobson because Murray is a guy that's in still in his, you know, prime. He's kind of mellowed out. Injuries really derailed his career. High draft pick Seems like he's just a solid two-way defenseman um, that knows the game. He finished with a, a, a plus on the Devils this year. Seems pretty impressive. <laughs> so, you know, that in a in a Lou thing. And I think, because I think you do need to see a little bit more, you know, Dobson um, moving forward. Because think about, I, he. I, I know he, he at times got, got worked in front of the net. He's also still learning. He's... He's a 21 year at times he looked like a 21 year old playing yes, defense is. against the Tampa Bay Light against like probably the first you know motor like this since that um you know Avalanche Red Wings duel of the uh yeah. you know of the late 90s early 2000s like of just two like you know the the Lightning are feels like the first team on that much of a powerhouse level Yep, you're right. Firepower level, um, you know, so. Um, all right, we'll get into the Ryan Murray. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear more. We'll get into the Ryan, Mar- Ryan Murray free agent potential. Maybe, maybe after the the expansion and rookie, because there's those trades. That's where we that's yeah. where we link up. Because th- th- then you have time before the free agency. That's, that's literally perfect. I think. Um, the yeah. and this so. Just put a bow on this. The second question from Vin was, "Have I graduated to top through the island podcast simp boy status?" I would say more simp king. Okay. Because I feel like simp boy is is is. Uh, I think I think there's a level of reverence that's needed for the the level of simping that Vin has done. So I think that's more more befitting of a simp king. Um. Hell yeah. Yeah, I agree. King. Thank you, King. Um, Simp King. So you said we had one more question come in? Oh, yes, I did. And this this is what we're going to end the pod on. I think... Uh, oh, okay. Well, the first part we kind of touched. This is from Ken Nord. How much is this expansion draft going to hurt us? Um... To be determined, I think. I, think I don't think it's going to hurt. Just gonna, I think it's just going to reshape. I think. No, no, no. I think it's, it's insane. I think it's 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 part of an overhaul that's happening anyway. It's frankly yeah. something. It, it, it might a, be. It might be a help. I think on a sentimental level, internally, it is some help because no matter what, someone is is presumably unless they make a trade, unless they, they dictate it, and even then. Someone from, especially if if they're picking and choosing, and it's going to be someone with money that's probably been near them recently, um, pro- probably was playing in that game. Uh, you know, I think it kind of lightens the the blow to some extent because it, it literally was forced to happen by the league. Um, but the second question: Will we sign Paul Mary? I'm going to say no. Um. He's gonna to get too much money. He he's gonna he's gonna for the same reason I think it's gonna be hard to keep Sezikis. 
they're different types of players, but I think they're both players that are that are on the wrong quote unquote wrong side of thirty when it comes from uh, to a negotiating standpoint. That I think AAV and or term is going to be matched by um, somebody that the Islanders cannot afford to give to a player um, of their curve. Uh, yeah, I want to say yes, but. I don't know that it's just it's just money. We'll see. Which is a cop out answer, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and Beauvillier is resigning on a volunteer basis, as we covered at the beginning. No salary, which is really really big of him. That was the that 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 Graham was actually the signing announcement. That's right. Um, so that that helps probably the cap. They might. Yeah, actually, with that said. Yeah, they'll probably be able to keep pumped now that I think about <laughs> Um Okay. Uh, we're a little over an hour. We'll be back after the expansion draft, I think that's safe to say. Exp- m- maybe the rookie draft as well because the Islanders – I mean, the Islanders, I don't picture them being active at, at the draft. I think they should keep those, those second rounders unless something really – unless it's part of a great package – We'll see the Vlad Tarasenko rumors. It didn't. It wasn't worthwhile to to you know dwell on them too much because yeah, we'll that was see just what a Facebook page. There. That was a Facebook page too. The veracity yeah. was a little questionable. But. I I think I'm gonna need to hear hear some more rumblings from someone a little more reputable. But we'll see. It's nice. It's a nice sentiment. Um, but all right. Um, I'm gonna turn my air conditioner back on. Maybe I'll do that on air. Well, thank you to anybody that's listened. Um, We'll keep on uh, coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Uh, I hope you. I hope you come with us. It's been through the island. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>